Do you want to learn more about HIV and AIDS? Not to worry, we got you covered. Okani Manje, in partnership with Agents of Change Foundation Zambia, brings to you the Okani Manje radio show. Okani Manje is a collaboration between popular artists, the youth, and health experts that, that uses music, music to reach out to the youth with important messages about HIV and AIDS. Okani Manje. Time to wake up Zambia. Hello and welcome to the Okani Manje Wake Up Zambia show. I'm very excited to be here. Hope everybody's excited. Our conversation today is going to be fun. It's going to be insightful. And I hope everybody's going to pick a thing or two. My name is Chanda Chavala and alongside... Dalisa Lungu, better call me Tweet Lulu if you like. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and Dalisa and I will be able to take you throughout this show to the end. So you'll be hearing our voices more often. And always, all the time when we're here, we're going to have very interesting people that are going to be joining us at uh, our topic of discussion for that particular day. And today we have, mm, (laughs) it's a packed house, just great minds in here, great people. Makes me feel like I'm already there. (laughs) I'm already there, yes. So I'm just going to let everyone Everybody just introduce themselves. Yeah, you op- your minds will be blown away when you know who's here. <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is Esther Chungu, and I'm so happy to be here. We were so happy to have you too. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody who's heard your names are like, yay! <laughs> 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 Hello. Um, my name is uh, Duncan Chanda. I'm an infectious disease doctor from University Teaching Hospital. Thank you. And I'm not a pediatrician. <laughs> He's just putting it out there. <laughs> Hello, my name is Chulufia Chimbala from Strong Mind Zambia. So I'm a peer therapy program lead for the organization. Bye. 
want to learn more about HIV and AIDS? Not to worry, we got you covered. Okani Manje, in partnership with Agents of Change Foundation Zambia, brings to you the Okani Manje radio show. Okani Manje is a collaboration between popular artists, the youth, and health experts that, that uses, uses music to reach out to the youth with important messages about HIV and AIDS. Okani Manje. Time to wake up Zambia. It's so like I introduced the show. This is the Okani Manje Wake Up Zambia. And Okani Manje is a collaboration between popular artists and health experts that use music to reach the youth with important messages about um, HIV. So, yes, just from the introduction, in, it, it, it's practical. Esther is here, mm-hmm. musician. Dr. Duncan is here, mm-hmm. a specialist. And we also have um, Chilufia here with us. So, um, you all heard um, Esther's song really so we just want to you know have a conversation around Esther's song yes Zambilishen I got the title right yes, yes you did yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so um Dr. Duncan you can start first yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right um a very good song interesting song uh, Esther I enjoyed it I'll, I'll, I'll tell you I heard it for the first time today <laughs> that tells me a lot about me. <laughs> I, I avoid television as much as possible. <laughs> so anyway, I think um, I, I, uh, what I picked from that song is a, um, a, a lady. Anyway, it's because you, I mean, it could be a, a boy as well appealing to the mother to um, uh, to teach them or guide them. Actually, it's guide them. Basically, that's what it means. Uh, I think in the ways of life and um, uh, how to relate with other people. Yeah, um, I think uh, for me that's uh, what uh, that song actually uh, uh, speaks uh, about. Um, uh, the emphasis, though, um, yeah, you, you, I'm sure it has a reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why it's only Mayo Mayo. And I was waiting at, at least somewhere there should be Tata. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I think it's my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good, thanks. All right, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think it's a very beautiful song. For me, the song is really encouraging uh, in the sense that um, it's um, actually encouraging parents to support their adolescents, their youths more. And I think the support goes beyond providing for them financially. So the song pinpoints the, the needs and um, to support the young people. So it could be in any area, and I'm sure you all know that these areas, situations are really linked to each other. It could be in uh, health-related, reproductive health. It could be in mental health. So for me, the song is 100% just fine. With uh, Dr. Duncan and Chilufia, because when I heard the song, uh, it drove me. Uh, it drew me back to a statement uh, one of my classmates said. Uh, he said, "The way we behave at school really depicts where we come from." Mm. And then sure. when I heard that song, I was like, "Ah, mm. yeah," because it's like you know, the way some of you behave really tells a lot about the homes that you come yeah. from. Mm. So when I heard the song, I was just like, "Oh, Sambili Sheni," and then I I said, uh, thinking about my place and what my parents taught me. I'll give my parents credit, really. They really tried. So if yeah. I go astray, it's, it's on, it's, it's on yeah. me. <laughs> 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 what was your take? Yeah, uh, what, what I took from the song is that, um, okay, uh, parenting um, goes beyond just in the home mm-hmm. in the sense that uh, we live in a generation whereby we can also have a mentor, mm-hmm. someone to look mm-hmm. up to. Yeah, true. You understand that? Yeah. So meaning that uh, even if maybe your parents might not be present, 
um, every time, might find that one person mm-hmm. who can trust, someone who can give yeah. you advice, either at church, either at school, maybe at a club, uh, maybe community club you belong to. You can learn something from them and you can become normal and successful. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All right, just great hearing from everybody and what they learned from the song. And then uh, I'll put your Esther on the spotlight. <laughs> what was your inspiration behind the song? Because the song is really great and very encouraging and yeah, taught everybody here a lot. So what was just your inspiration behind the song? Thank you so much, Anda, for that. And thank you so much for the feedback. It means a lot and it means we're doing the right thing, especially mm. as Ukani Manje. Um, the whole vision really was what all of you have summed it up as. Uh, this is a young girl just calling out, you know, be, be it her parents, her guardians, people who have gone before her in this life to teach her the ways of life, to teach her generation the ways of life. And so I'm even very... Uh, intention even with my words because being a born again Christian and being a, a gospel artist you know we believe in abstinence till marriage and when you are married you stay faithful you know so that's that's something that I really wanted to depict in the song yes so I'm really glad that you you have gotten the vision and I really pray that the more the people hear it, both the parents and the children will also reflect because like you said, parents play a huge role mm-hmm. in how the children are raised. And I've had a lot of young kids speak to me and say, you know, mom and dad are never home. You know, mm-hmm. yes, the money is there yeah, and exactly. whatnot, but it's, the, it's their presence that I want. And I heard someone say once, like, don't let, your, don't let money raise your children. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, yeah. that in itself is deep. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, we need to speak about these things, be it sex. These uncomfortable conversations. It's uncomfortable even for me to say the word because <laughs> <laughs> even, from, yeah, yeah, <laughs> even from childhood, you know, that's the forbidden word, you yeah, know, to yeah. an extent. <laughs> yes, but we should make spaces in our homes mm. where our children are free enough to ask, oh, mommy, what is this? Daddy, what is this? And what does this mean? And, and what not? Because that helps us to be more vulnerable and to also stay responsible for what uh, God has placed in our hands and how we take care of ourselves as we grow. Yeah, yeah and uh, the other question I have for you is, um, how can parents now support uh, their youth through adolescence? Because, you know, that stage, um, when a child uh, sticks puberty, mm-hmm. you find that um, they listen to so many things from people, uh, through peer pressure, mm-hmm. and uh, what they see mm-hmm. on phones, mm-hmm. and the like. So, mm-hmm. How best, you know, how can parents you know, support uh, their, their youth uh, through adolescence? That's a very good question, Daliso. And, of course, I'm not yet a parent, so I, I'll just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just uh, get from this knowledge, most more knowledge that I have. Yeah. Um, but yet again, um, I have a, a friend uh, who, who has an, a very brilliant mind, and she was saying she read a book that said, education starts in the womb. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm. Education starts in the womb. So (laughs) what the mother is thinking of, what the mother is feeling, all of that is fed into the child. And so even at that adolescent adolescent, um, stage, they are very ready to learn. They are very ready to to take on what you are giving them and it will stick with them. Right now, I still remember songs that my mother used to sing to me when I was younger, Mm. the things she would say to me. And so... I feel the um, parents can do better in helping their children know themselves. When you, when you know your child's personality, when you know your child's characteristics and, and their character in general, you understand what type of you know, human being they can potentially be. Mm. And so 
supporting them be it an, an artistic person an academic person you can tell just from from yeah. that stage what type of life they're going to have when they grow up i used to sing all the time i was mm. I, would, I would so it's not a surprise to my mm. mom that i'm a singer now you know so especially with this really critical stage you really need to be very um intentional about what you do make sure that the television does not raise your children mm. as well you know you have, you've given your child the phone and you don't know what's showing on mm. youtube you don't know what's showing on facebook mm. and that's going to stick with them mm. they will be more curious as people we are a curious species so we want to just know more about something usually something that's even dangerous that's what we're going yes. to follow you know so i think they can um support their children more by understanding what it is the children are thinking of at the moment you know what music are they listening to what is affecting them what is um influencing them you know fashion all of these things be very present as a as a parent it's everything that plays a role in how you're raising your children Mm. Well, it all right. It <laughs> 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 was very yeah. awesome, Esther. And mm. also, you know, when everybody just hears or sees Esther, they just see this star. But then, they, obviously, there's that Esther that everybody mm. has never had the chance to see. Mm. And then, obviously, we some of us. Me, I, I just found you grown. I was not there when you were <laughs> when you were growing up, really. <laughs> Who can't? But, <laughs> but I, 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 will, I would, I would love to know, like, mm. how was your 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 upbringing? Like, mm. what what conversations were your parents um, mm. having with you? You know about how you should keep yourself mm. so for you to become such a, a responsible adult. Because you mm. know there are other responsible adults who their parents have never played a role in their lives, right. and then the person just mm. becomes responsible. Exactly. But then, how was your upbringing like? What was your mom saying to you? Mm. No, what were they teaching you? Mm. Very good question. And and I like that you've said it and I like what you said, you know that your parents, you have to give credit to your parents. They did mm. their part. Yes. If you do wrong, it's on you. <laughs> you know, and that's mm. the reality of things because sometimes we can also jump to blaming the parents, but but they've done what they can mm. and the child has just chosen mm. a different route. Um I remember growing up, I grew up um I was raised by a single mom. My dad died when I was four. My immediate young brother was three years old, and our youngest was eight months. So this was a 28-year-old who's just been widowed and does not have much. You know, the, the, the house that dad left uh, for the kids and for her was snatched by the family. You know, that typical African story. Um, but I, uh, I've, I've been raised by a woman who was very strong, both in Christ and in character, because never did I see her disrespect us by bringing different men at home because that would have also created a different story in my life you know um she was very committed to Christ very committed to her beliefs and her values and that in itself has really affected my my walk with God and that was a testimony that I saw you know unfolding in her life and I've seen how strong she was and she would always sit us down especially with me that's why I'm very I have a very open relationship with her uh she would always talk about the the important things the and uncomfortable things and you can tell she's uncomfortable <laughs> but she has to do it because yeah. who else would, would do it for her yes and I grew to appreciate that first it was like oh mom what's this mm-hmm. <laughs> but I grew to appreciate it especially when I went to to college because I grew up a very naive child and said now to have that new exposure. feeling of, fee- of freedom you know mm-hmm. that exposure I remembered what my mother was feeding me whilst I was still home and that's what helped me to just you know Just say, you know what, Esther, just behave yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> behave yourself. <laughs> 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 
said about you know when she wants to, she just remembers her mom's voice. I think mm. this my friend and I were having a conversation the other day. So you know people would go out and stuff like that. But then for the both of us, it's like when you want to do something, it's like we feel like our parents are like following yeah, exactly. us. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So exactly. I remember there's this one time people say that there's this place at the mall. Um, I don't know, it's a club club. So we're like, mm. we're going to go this weekend. Everybody was excited. Ah, the weekend came. Me, didn't I switch off my phone <laughs> <laughs> and disappeared from everything? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, can, <laughs> I can relate. Like, just like the voice is just yeah. in your head to say, behave yourself, mm. don't do this. Exactly. Um, I think that's the reason you did the song, uh, Hello. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, uh, I can narrate with that, uh, to the lines of the words mm. because um, bring about. Um, you relating your life to Christ mm. and also having hope for tomorrow despite exactly. uh, what you went What's through in the life. Yeah. yeah, which is a good thing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Might I add as well that I grew up, uh, it was a very humble uh, background. Mm-hmm. So it was more luck than than having, you know, than, <laughs> than available. So it was very, um, I had a lot of potential mm. to go astray, you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. There's, there was things around me that were against, mm. you know, my destiny now. Mm. Now I come to understand. And uh, so... If there's somebody listening out there and they're thinking, oh, me, I live here, you know, maybe this will be the only way out, mm. being promiscuous, as as they've put it, you know, people are seemingly making it look cool. It is not cool. That's mm. the that's that's the truth at the end of the day. Keep yourself. The, um, there's there's nothing you're going to lose from that. Wow. But due to time and uh, we still have to um, expand our conversation. Uh, with uh, Chilu, yeah, I prefer Chilu, but it's Chilu, yeah. it's okay, <laughs> and also, it's okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Just before we, 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 we let go of Esther, I would just uh, like you to say maybe a word or two to, to parents, upcoming parents, and young girls out there, everywhere in colleges, universities, at home, those whose parents don't talk to them and they want to talk to their parents. Just what can you tell to what can you tell them, and also how can you advise the parents just create this environment with their children that is just going to make them you know, say anything to their parents and they'll be comfortable. For as long as it's affecting them, they're comfortable to talk to mom or dad about it. Mm, well, with the, with the few words that I'll put together, I'll say, dear parents, uh, be open to and learning some things you you went through as children with your relationship with your parents you know because that reflects in your parenthood as well so make sure that you create a clean slate for you and your children learn your children let your children learn you as well and create a, a safe space for both of you because you're you are both learning as you are growing the parent and the child and dear children also be be patient with your parents as well we, they, they also have things they are dealing with but also make sure sure that you you respect them and express yourselves in a way that they will be willing to sit down and say you know what my son so I want to learn from you as well you know we rarely have those moments where your parent says I want to learn you know what is going on in your generation that type of thing yeah <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thank you very much, Esther, for that uh, insightful conversation. I learned a lot. It was really amazing. It's it's exciting. Anyway, it it hasn't ended. We still have um, Chilu, like Dalisa called her. Are we allowed to call you Chilu? (laughs) I think I'm a youth at heart. Oh, (laughs) yes. No, even even physically. I am. (laughs) Yes. I'm actually a mother of a 15-year-old and a an 11-year-old. Okay. Oh, oh, wow. Are they, yeah. are, they, are, they, are they daughters? Yes. 
<laughs> Amazing. So uh, Chilufia is a is a is a support um, volunteer peer facilitators to run effective therapy using interpersonal group therapy techniques through strong minds. She also runs therapy groups and supports uh, mental health facil uh, facilitators. She's a qualified social worker. Uh, Chilufia has over 10 years of experience in community work, um, HIV to be in particular, and also health and reproductive work. So she's she's knowledgeable. <laughs> she's all that. <laughs> Welcome, Chilufia. Thank you so much. Yes. And thank you for having me. This is, like I said, this is your time to shine. Also, this is your spot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so can you just tell us about um, yourself and what Strong Minds is about? Okay, so um, I'm a social worker, like you said earlier. I'm a qualified social worker who just has a passion of uh, contributing positively to the lives of many people, the young, the old, the women, and the children. So I'm currently running uh, a, a, or leading a program in, a, in my organization. I'm part of this amazing mental health organization called Strong Minds Zambia, and um, I lead a program called a peer therapy program. So the program actually is a self-replicating um, program, which is a talk therapy among women and uh, young uh, girls in the compound. So our aim is just to treat depression among us girls. So, and a little bit more about the organization. So Strong Minds is a mental health uh, organization that was founded in 2013. So the organization was founded with the aim of just improving, uh, providing services and improving uh, mental health among us, the impoverished African women. So uh, Strong Minds has been in existence since 2013. Yeah, but uh, we've been operating in Zambia from 2019 up to date. Interesting. Yeah, so we, we use a model. I would love to talk about our model. So we use a model called um, Group Interpersonal Psychotherapy. So basically we use um, a, a method or a way that is very interactive. So I think Esther can remember the Ichi once and Dr. Chanda can also do that. So women gather together so, and um, we offer our services to them for free. So in Zambia, I, I believe we're one of the few people that are offering uh, mental health services for free. Mm -hmm. So that is basically the strong, uh, work of Strong Mind Zambia. Yeah, interesting. Uh, my concern is that why are you only just targeting uh, women, <laughs> girls, but when you look at the, uh, the, the numbers of suicide are from the male folk? Okay. okay, why? So actually, <laughs> I actually, I actually saw that question coming. Mm -hmm. So uh, mm -hmm. to be honest, um, the suicidal rates or suicidal ideations are more on the men. Uh, however, the women are twice as depressed as compared to the men. So we have more numbers. I think about 66,000 million yeah, women get depressed almost every time. So in like the five, five women, we have three or four women who are depressed. So our target is the women because of the role that a woman plays in the household. Uh, for example, we were talking about homework and, and the like. So these, uh, the women really have um, a huge role to play in uh, cases of attendance for the children, uh, feeding for the family, as well as just uh, imparting morals in the children. So if a woman is depressed, really, I wonder how the children will be. We actually find adolescents who are depressed, and when asked for support or when asked to, for, uh, like, uh, to refer to the parents, we actually find the parents also depressed. So that is the more reason strong minds targets um, women and adolescents. However, mm -hmm. we are also targeting the men 
because of COVID, we introduced uh, our teletherapy program. So we weren't able to reach out to them, the people in the communities. Uh, so we decided to take it over the phone. So we'd have a conference call, like conference calls. We have a number of um, teletherapists. I think they're about 23, 24. Yeah. yeah, so we will get different people um, to join the therapy from Facebook. Yeah, they're screened from Facebook. And then um, later they join, uh, we do the normal screening where we look at the nine symptoms of depression and then just get them into therapy. So even if somebody's in Mansa, somebody's in Chinsali, Kasempa, we can actually connect them. So we used to like have uh, sessions over a period of eight, eight uh, maybe four weeks, that is eight sessions, that is twice a week, and then the women would be five, and the men would also be five. But the response from the women as compared to the men is also a bit different. So we are targeting men as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, just before Daliso and Chanda come in, I actually um, would like to ask a question to Madam Chilufia. And I think that's a very important um, aspect of mental health that people rarely talk about. Mm. Um, my friend visited Chinama uh, mm. Hospital, the, the asylum, and 95% of the women there were there as a result of depression mm -hmm. in marriages. So what, what, what would you say we can uh, is something that we can do better in, in terms of the marriage setup, especially from a t traditional point of view that has so much on the woman's shoulders um, that leads to maybe depression? Okay, so uh, I wouldn't really want to neutralize the, right. our cultural teachings, mm -hmm. but <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, no. and I'm not trying no, by no, any means to okay, take from them I, as well. I, I understand exactly. Clearly, yeah, yeah. So I'm just trying to put. A point across. Yeah. So um, one of the things that I think um, should really be uh, re-echoed mm -hmm. or talked about is the way dating, teaching, mm -hmm. marriage mm -hmm. is perceived. Mm -hmm. So the other reason that uh, there, there's a lot of disagreement, mm -hmm. and that's one of uh, the major triggers mm -hmm. of depression among us women, mm -hmm. like there's a disagreement in the home. So one of the good, good reasons is that women are really intensively taught mm, right yeah and uh even if there's they're supposed to communicate i think when i went to to be taught mm -hmm. there's a way i'm supposed to communicate exactly yeah to my husband mm -hmm. and that sometimes brings about a gap mm -hmm. uh, my question is is my husband also taught the way i'm taught good question yeah so that I think we should neutralize, add yes. a bit of uh, sugar to the salt mm. to make it ORS, to, exactly. to make things a bit balanced. That's true. So that That's all true. of us are able to have a say because mm. when we communicate often and we're able to make decisions mm. together, mm. it's easy to really just come to a conclusion mm. and agree. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Interesting, uh, Chilu. Yeah, mm -hmm. I go with Chilu. And uh, I, I like the fact that... Anti-Chilu. Uh, Anti-Chilu, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I like the fact that... Um, Esther mentioned something, uh, was, uh, brought up the question um, on how um, you deal with uh, uh, those who are depressed mm. right, and the like, and, and like the fact that it has been clarified, because uh, um, coming from that experience, my mom was depressed at, um, at some point, mm. so although it affected my education, mm. yeah, so... I don't want to share that much. You're a champion. <laughs> 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 you're really a champion to think about it. You, you are. Indeed. You really are. Yeah, so that's why I find uh, pleasure in writing and radio. Mm. To talk and talk about these issues and write more about such. Mm. Yeah, going to the other question. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Mm. So, <laughs> from your experience, um, mm. working with HIV and AIDS, uh, what connections do you see 
uh, with uh, mental health and HIV and AIDS itself. And also, uh, just before you respond to that question, not everybody is privileged to know what mental health is. They just hear mental health, mental health, it's all over social media. Maybe you can just break it down to a layman's language before you respond to Daliso's question. Okay, so uh, maybe in very basic uh, language, mental health is uh, actually the well-being of a human being, psychologically, emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think somehow it also relates to the physical, physical as- aspect. Mm-hmm. So um, it's how you think, maybe how you're thinking at a particular moment, how you re- you're reacting, mm-hmm. and how you're feeling. Yeah, so it could be different uh, mental health illnesses, but most of them have similar, similar components that actually just show that, okay, this person is um, going through some distress or stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mental health is the well-being of you as a human being. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And the question, um, like uh, we brought that, that aspect, like from experience, uh, working with HIV and AIDS, what connections do you uh, see with mental health and HIV and AIDS itself? Okay, so firstly, I would love to say that um, the stress associated with living with HIV uh, or another illness, a different condition, um, is already uh, affects, like it's already affects uh, a person's mental health. Mm-hmm. So firstly, uh, I would also give an example of a woman who was married, yeah, and uh, independently goes for an HIV test. Mm-hmm. The diagnosis comes out positive. She went, remember she went there as, a, uh, as an individual. So how does she really break the ice when she reaches home? The distress starts from there. Yeah, depending on the communication styles, like who are talking uh, about with Esther, mm-hmm. yeah, depending on the communication style, if uh, the woman does... Uh, not have very good communication skills, or maybe even the couple doesn't have very good communication skills, mm-hmm. there might be a breakdown somewhere. So there's a, a major shift in a life change. You have something new that you never had, yeah? And then there's, there might even be a component of um, a disagreement. Mm-hmm. Remember, if a husband goes and tests and is uh, negative, then a total war will come up in the home. Mm-hmm. So there is um, a connection between mental health yeah, and HIV, not because um, they, like, we can't really say there's no link, yeah? We can say that there's every, every aspect of uh, any disease has some aspect of mental health. Yeah, so basically that's what we get. And in another um, uh, instance, we know people living with HIV, yeah, so these people could maybe be going through something, even during uh, uh, times like the COVID uh, period. I lose a job, I'm HIV positive. Mm. So um, I feel worthless. I, 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 I have a life change. Maybe my friends run away. I get into loneliness as a trigger of depression. Mm. So then, if I get into loneliness, what will happen to me? I'll f- start to feel uh, worthless. Mm. And that is a red flag among the, the symptoms of depression. Worthlessness is a red flag. Mm. So there's no single person who can say they are depressed without feeling worthless. So if I feel worthless, remember I'm on um, ARVs, mm. I'll probably just say, okay, why am I taking this? Mission mm. Yeah. Mm. So I might start skipping. In the long run, I'll just stop. stop. Yeah, mm. so if your mind is not okay, your functionality levels just get down. Yeah. And, and HIV really has killed a number of um, people, yeah? Mm. I think from way back, people used to die by now, but now we have uh, the drugs available. Mm. But then, even now, people still die. So, 
picture a young girl who's just lost a dad or a mom or an older sister who was very supportive financially and emotionally. And this girl is grieving. Yeah, she's lost a loved one. There's a life change. She has to move from uh, Chalala mm. to Kabanana. Mm. Or she has to move from uh, Kablonga to Mtendere. Mm. How does she cope? Yeah? So there's, there's a way that maybe this girl can just dive into risky behaviors. Right. I, Esther spoke about her mm. own life. Mm. Yeah? So there's a way that uh, the peer pressure might just come to her and dive into risky behaviors. Mm. And from that point, you actually see that this girl might have unprotected sex mm. just for the benefit of having something for herself. Mm. Yeah, so that's, I think, in a nutshell, that is uh, the link between uh, HIV and um, mental mm -hmm. health. And I would want to maybe just pinpoint the different stages. Mm -hmm. So the first point might just be uh, as a result of um, uh, maybe at contraction level where you make a bad decision and then get HIV. Mm. It might be at adherence level where you can't just take your drugs because you don't feel good about taking your drugs. So it's at different levels, really. So there's no mental health without HIV. Mm. There's no HIV without mm. mental health. I think it's, it's the SIM card and the phone. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And also, we noticed in, in instances when somebody is going through um, depression or they have HIV, people will be like, no, you're going to uh, manage, you know. Mm. It's like they're forcing you to, to cope. Meanwhile, they are not the ones Mm. But then I just want to find out, are there healthy coping mechanisms or and unhealthy coping mechanisms? If they are there, what are they? Okay, so um, that's a very interesting question. Mm. Yeah, And sometimes uh, when somebody is going through distress, it's very hard to like differentiate between something that is healthy mm. and a mechanism that is unhealthy. So I'll start by talking about the health uh, coping mechanisms. So uh, maybe just to uh, elaborate a little more about what healthy uh, coping uh, mechanisms are. So these are behaviors that help us manage a situation in a very negative event. So they, like, they help us stay motivated and maybe just um, add a little product uh, productivity and uh, positivity to what we're going through. Yeah, so these could actually vary from just a normal exercise, yeah, um, maybe facing the problem, talking about the problem, yeah, because some people just want to get in, in the bed and just cover themselves and not address the problem. So talking about the problem and being honest about the problem is also very, very important. And also talking to a trusted friend or a family member, this is where you decompress, you vent. If it's crying, you cry, but that would have been a healthy uh, coping mechanism. Another one is just learning what the triggers are. Mm. So you might be going through, it could be just a panic attack, mm. anxiety. So knowing what is causing you the anxiety mm. or the depression is really important. And also just seeking professional advice or treatment. Mm. So navigating your emotions alone will not help, whether it's depression, whether it's anxiety, whether it's addiction. Yeah? So you need to just uh, get, into, uh, get to a point where you accept you need help mm -hmm. and get to somebody that can really support you. Mm -hmm. So if you are going through something, if your loved one is going through something, seek support. Mm -hmm. We are here and help is here. Mm -hmm. And then uh, to talk about the, the negative or the unhealthy uh, coping strategies, these are strategies that we'll use or behaviors that we'll use uh, for a short-term relief. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, it could be you are depressed and you decide to just do things the other way to make the situation worse. The, the tricky part or the, the, the harmful part is these coping strategies could actually cause you more problems mm. than good. Yeah, so some of the coping strategies that are very, very common coping strategies that are unhealthy are like avoiding the issue. Mm. This is where you mm. run away from mm. everyone. Even Esther wanted to give you advice. Mm. Yeah, you're, you're not there. Mm -hmm. You don't want to talk about it. Um, you sleep too much. Yeah, This is more like avoiding the issue. But then your body just becomes weak. You know how it feels when you've slept for more than uh, maybe eight. For me, I can't sleep for more than eight hours. Yeah, so I'll get sick. So you sleep too much, but you, you're forgetting that your body also needs the the physical movements. Mm. A dog can agree with me. <laughs> yeah, so eating too much or too little. Some people don't eat. Yeah, some people eat. There are people who can eat almost everything. I'm a popcorn, yapita, you eat. This comes, you eat. But yeah, Yeah, so by the end of the day, you are finding comfort in the food. So uh, that might be harmful to your health, physical health, and your mental health as well. Other people who don't eat, they don't eat for days and they're okay with it. Mm. I've had conversations with people who actually say, it's only water for me. So if the mm. body also needs a lot of nourishment, oh. yeah? Mm. So if you're not doing that, how do you then survive? And then the last one is excessive alcohol and drug abuse. Mm. So this is like retail therapy. Mm. You go to the Kantemba, buy... You go to the Kantemba, you buy, uh, there's, there's a common um, uh, cough mixture that young people oh, yes, take, yeah. Benlin. Mm, Benlin. Which you get out from the market. Yeah. Wow. yeah, so that's a sign of uh, retail therapy. Yeah? You go and get kajirijiri, kachasu. I work in Mississi, I work in Chama, I work in Kuku. So I find cases where young people are drunk, sleeping yes. on the road. Mm. Um, maybe by midday. Yeah. So that is a risky behavior already. Right. So this would actually cause you a lot of harm. It, cause, it could cause you uh, health uh, um, uh, problems. It could even just put you in a financial crisis. Mm -hmm. How do you drink from morning to evening? Mm -hmm. What money are you spending? Exactly. Yeah, so these are some of the healthy and unhealthy. And I hope the young people, even the, the older people are listening. Mm -hmm. There are times that we are not sure of what, which road road to take, but having the right information, knowing what to do, speaking to somebody mm. is really important. And sometimes you're just distressed in a day. Positive thinking, a positive self-talk could work for you. There are mm. days that you haven't achieved what you wanted to achieve and you're stressed. So talking to yourself, telling yourself you can do something, you know. Some people don't even know the mirror. I look in the mirror every day. Mm. I tell myself I'm beautiful, I'm intelligent, I'm this. Even things I'm not because that keeps me, yeah, that keeps me going. Even when I'm down, I say, okay, I need to push on. Yeah? So you can do that as a coping mechanism. And also just deep breathing. At times you're nervous. I could have been nervous when coming here. Yeah, so I did a little deep, deep breathing and it helped me cope. Yeah, so basically that's, that's it. 
Foot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, I was, I was listening, and uh, when the foot part came, I was like, "But, but my foot." Mm. <laughs> Left the WhatsApp group. I was like, <laughs> "Foot." No, no. Why are you going? <laughs> wow, interesting that you have, um, you have emphasized eating less and or eating more. Mm. Yeah, too much of everything is bad. Mm. Yeah, and um, another question I have for you is, uh, what can youth in Zambia? to be more aware of their mental health and the role, uh, the role it uh, plays in their decision making? Okay, interesting question. Very interesting. So, uh, firstly, uh, the youths themselves might get, uh, should just get involved. Yeah? I, I think I see a number of times youths are more involved in what's happening on social media, especially mm-hmm. Facebook. Mm-hmm. But I see less of talks about mental health. Mm-hmm. So, if uh, the youths could just uh, rise up and just take a leading role in mental health, that could actually impact uh, positively on the young people. So um, another maybe strategy or um, a thing that the youth can do to actually raise more awareness uh, in terms of mental health and the role it plays in um, decision-making is just to share information locally on mental health, as well as spend more time on uh, understanding what mental health is and how you might be of help to another person going through distress. And also being there for each other. Um, I think spreading messages of hope to those who are struggling, those who are going through stuff, especially among us youth. Not running away from your friends. You find somebody who's um, going through something, and you know they are going through something. You actually run out and say, ah, chari pena. You understand? Mm-hmm. So um, I think giving that message of hope and reducing on the stigma would actually help yeah, increase or raise more awareness as well as uh, um, uh, let people be more open to speak about how they're feeling. Yeah, so the other thing is uh, maybe just like the, on, on the taking a leading role, yeah, I think youths need to be more innovative. Mm. Yeah. You could create uh, maybe artistic um, messages that talk about mental health, where you know you know arts and the the audience it actually captures. So if the young people have um, a platform or even just networks where they actually create um, messages on mental health, it could be in the form of cartoons, songs. Yeah, people could actually get uh, to know more about mental health. Yeah. So and um, maybe just to. Also, I light, yeah. So mental health disorders, really, just, um, they cause a lot of uh, problems in decision-making for young people. Mm. So um, understanding the relationship between their actions and their outcomes is really hard. Wow. So if I'm challenged mentally, I would think A is the best option. Mm. Instead, even when I know deep down that A is the least option. Mm. So instead of choosing B, I would actually go for A because I'm challenged mentally. Yeah, so um, to just summarize, we, we need more of awareness, yeah, on mental health, especially among us, the young people. I work with the young people, I work with the women. I think with the, the numbers I see or with the girls I see, there's need to just create a platform for the young people to really speak. Yeah, so um, I must also want to end by saying that good mental health uh, helps young people develop the resilience to cope with whatever comes their way, mm-hmm. yeah? Mm-hmm. And also, that also helps them become uh, well-rounded adults. Mm-hmm. So with no mental health for the young people, I think the decision-making um, uh, crisis still stands. 
we need more of the awareness. We need you and me to talk about it. Even if I'm not a youth, <laughs> I'll still come on board and support. If it's dancing, I'll dance. If it's singing, I'll, sing. I'll sing with my shreya <laughs> just to raise more yeah, awareness on mental health. Amazing. You're still listening to Okani Manje Wake Up Zambia Show with Dali Lungu. <laughs> yeah, I'm just co-hosting. Huh? <laughs> yeah, so with uh, Chanda. Chanda yeah. yeah, who is my main host? Oh. <laughs> so, leading lady. <laughs> leading, leading, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Auntie Chilu, um, I found this interesting. Uh, it popped on my status on WhatsApp. Mm. So, um, it went like this. Um, nowadays, if you try to text or call someone, mm. um, when you're sh- sharing your, pro- your problem, um, you're toxic. Mm. Mm. You're toxic. True. Ah, this yeah. one, every time. Every time, ah, so uh, how do we, you know? You might, ne- you might never know when a person wants to decide maybe to uh, to commit suicide. Mm. Maybe that's the last chance you are talking to them. How do we? How to bring that technology? How we use it as young people, and how best we can shape our mindset? So, um, that's that's a good question. Uh, technology can really be very good, on the other hand, uh, or very bad. Yeah. So sometimes um, I've seen people make uh, or bully people who actually um, uh, talk about suicidal ideation or having suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you are uh, on uh, social media and maybe trying to educate or even just uh, perusing um, uh, what people have written, yeah, and you find such a post, the easiest thing you can do is just tell the person there is help. Yeah, so you can use that social media in a positive way, because I think we've seen a number of um, cases where people actually say "nalaipa" and they actually go ahead, mm-hmm. and people on social media will actually laugh. So inst- yeah, mm-hmm. instead of you joining the bandwagon yeah. and uh, laughing with them, yeah, you could actually change uh, the story mm-hmm. for that person. Yeah, so sometimes people are, if if you are going through something, yeah, yeah, you might be taken as being toxic. Yeah. Because you say a lot of things, you can type. I know when I'm upset, I can type. Within a minute, I think I can type a lot of things. So imagine, <laughs> imagine if I'm depressed. Mm. Yeah, so the point is um, raise more awareness, like I said earlier, and also listen more. Let's, mm. let's give hope. Mm. Let's offer a helping hand mm. whenever we can. Mm. I think that's, that's my basic response to the, to the question. Okay, interesting conversations we've had here with um, Chilufia. It's really been um, interesting. We've learned uh, more about mental health, how it's linked to HIV and uh, coping mechanisms. For me, really, my my, my takeaway from um, this conversation and what I would love to see is for everybody to just remove um, discussions around mental health of social media and bring it down to community levels, even if it's possible to do door-to-door campaigns, because I feel like even in homes, mental health has to be preached, because there are a lot of things that happen in homes that really mm. affect our mental health, and we, we only get to realize when we go out there in the public and then how we relate with people. And also even places like um, institutions, like universities because mm. most of the times at my school people say <laughs> education is a hindrance to your mental health because it's like there's this academic Stress. pressure mm-hmm. and oh so we <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, we, we also we also want that you know just a session or two in campus just because a lot of people are 
are going through a lot in school and and then academic pressure also just comes in and then you just lose your mind also so for me for i would just like to see strong minds everywhere like just everywhere I, you know <laughs> does money buy happiness does money buy happiness Mm. <laughs> depends. <laughs> it depends. I hope you don't owe money. It No, it 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 okay, to some extent it, it does cuz you have you money makes you happy. Mm. Like you know when uh book allowance or accommodation allowance and the loans and scholarship board credit account we get excited you know <laughs> so we're happy <laughs> and then <laughs> and then you know to some extent when you have money their people are sad but then they have all the money in the world but then they are sad they don't have friends they don't have nothing but then they have money so it just depends on how it works for you i'm impressed <laughs> i think you have noticed this uh when you don't have money you are you have brilliant ideas yes <laughs> yes, yes, yes whatever yes. happens when just a, hits your bank account because <laughs> <It's like laughs> i remember when, when before our, our, our new allowances were given you know everybody was like when they cuz they delayed yeah, yeah. no when i get my new allowance i'm going to save up and then i'm going to buy this you know like productive things mm. immediately the loans 22 hours credit our accounts uh those pizza things were just <laughs> Those two motorcycles are all over. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I would like also just to make a comment on Chilufia's, uh, um, uh, uh, what she has shared with us. I think um, mental health is uh, very neglected generally, mm. um, and I'm glad I'm hearing about what you're doing. Great work in the community. Please Thank keep you. it up. Um, uh, I'm, I'm working um, in a very stressful environment, uh, maybe more stressful than the academic thing. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I, 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 and during COVID, we saw a lot of uh, uh, colleagues really uh, retreat, literally. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, of course, uh, we have some psychiatry support and ABCD. But again, very few people would step up. Okay, you just see it from... Uh, wrong coping mm. uh, methods, mm. you know, all doing strange things, yeah. and you are saying, "What's going on?" There, this COVID thing. I'm not, you know, I'm just tired, mm-hmm. and I can't do it anymore. Uh, but again, we don't even have a proper structure on how to, to to respond to that. Okay, so um, I think mental health, like uh, Chanda says, uh, strong minds should be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll out and think around. Uh, how you're going to help young people mm-hmm. how you're going to help professionals mm-hmm. um you know i think uh, i'm impressed uh, with uh, your, your work really mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yes thanks thank you dog cuz even yeah. even even people like Esther Chungu needs just check in <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Arguably, the creatives, creatives mm-hmm. are the the more um, yes, uh, yes, yes, and and likely to fall into depression, mm-hmm. because I do have a friend who who was also studying therapy, mm-hmm. and so they used to help me because I would intentionally go there, like you know, express how I'm feeling at the moment, mm-hmm. and so they said there's a certain. Um, I don't know if it's an acid of some sort, but something that's secreted in our brains mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when we get, you know, when we express ourselves mm-hmm. and we get that, you know, approval of some yeah. sort mm-hmm. that we want to get high on it all the yeah. time mm-hmm. without even knowing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when there's low moments in a creative's life, they are very prone to be depressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. On that insightful note, you want to say something? Yeah, uh, maybe just to comment. I think uh, Strong Minds is here for 
every Zambian. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I didn't mention that we work in two African countries, Uganda mm -hmm. and Zambia. Yeah, so uh, we are here for you. Uh, we have uh, a Facebook um, a link, or if you just type Strong Minds on Facebook, you're able to go to a chat board mm -hmm. and speak to an automated machine. Yeah, so that uh, that automated machine will actually give you signs or, or ask you questions that will actually tell if you're distressed or not. Mm -hmm. In that way, we're able to pick up from there, call you back, mm -hmm. and then screen you for possible um, symptoms of depression and anxiety. So we're available. And another thing is just make create platforms for us to just mm -hmm. be there and offer a service. We are here to help everyone and we're here to just support you and the other people mentally. All right. So on that interesting note, we've come to the end of this show. We'd love to go on and hear more and hear more. But Why then, yes, <laughs> this just, <laughs> this just, <laughs> but anyway, we'll still bring you more of these kind of conversations, obviously with great minds and great people to just share uh, issues affecting everybody, adolescents, adults, and just the country at large. So from me, uh, Chanda. And Jai Salungu. Esther Chungu. Duncan here. <laughs> Bye. Chimbala. <laughs> oh. Bye. 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 Do you want to learn more about HIV and AIDS? Not to worry, we got you covered. Okani Manji, in partnership with Agents of Change Foundation Zambia, brings to you the Okani Manji radio show. Okani Manji is a collaboration between popular artists, the youth, and health experts that, that uses music, music to reach out to the youth with important messages about HIV and AIDS. Okanimanji. Time to wake up Zambia.